BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dracaris, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm here with a very special woman because I'm going to be really honest. Um, when you're on a reality show and you're in Hollywood, there aren't, especially in the beginning stages, like the first few years of being on a reality show, there aren't that many people in the industry that are gracious and nice to you and, you know, listen to you or take you a little bit seriously. And I met you, uh, I feel like four years or five years ago, and I was really struck with how wonderful you, my guest, Kat Sadler, was. And I've always felt like, how'd you get that way? How are you not jaded yet? Oh, well, God, how long ago was that? I'm probably more jaded today than I was when I met you. Five years ago. It was about five years ago. Yeah, well, I could say the same about you, by the way. You're a very, very cool gal. And I have met a lot of people along the way who are not, and you do meet them, and you're like a slightly disappointed or whatnot. But you know, that's that's life. That's people. That's you know what makes the world go round. But how am I not jaded? I mean, listen, I I'm from the Midwest. Maybe right. that's part of it. Like, listen, I know a lot of people from the Midwest who are who are assholes. Well, so. okay, okay, good. We'll scratch that off. Um, I feel more comfortable in. Love. That sounds super cliche and kind of dorky, but that is that is really who I am. And people ask me a lot. They're like, "Oh, you do interviews, and like you you've done this for so long, and and you know what sets you apart?" And I was like, "I actually think I I inherently care about people, and right. I'm not faking that. I really just genuinely. When I was a little girl, that's kind of what got me into journalism. Is I I like people's stories. I like asking questions. I'm just very curious." And uh, let me tell you, I mean, working in Hollywood all these years, I definitely meet a mixed bag of people, some good, some evil, some nice, some not. Everybody comes from everywhere. But I I genuinely am just pretty interested in the human spirit. Like, I just am. You know who you are. You're Reese Witherspoon in The Morning Show. (gasps) Have you watched that yet? Oh, my God. It's so funny you say that. I just started watching it. And yes, I, I, I... how many episodes are there? Because okay, this is it's really annoying. Okay, so I you, started watching it and I I got to through the third and I was so hooked and then all of a sudden it stopped and same. I'm like whoa yeah. whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> 
I wish I would have known that they're releasing them like this. I thought it was a whole season, and now it's like 8 o'clock at night. What am I going to do? I can't. It's too early to that go to sleep. That is exactly what I did. I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean there's only three? So yes. I'm stuck now. But that's a compl- I'll take that. You know, I might be a mix between the two of them. It's funny you bring up that show because, you know, I haven't been on TV regularly five days a week for a couple years now, but that show just, wow, took me down memory lane because I started in hard news even before I was at E! And this, I, I think I might be a mix of the two because Jennifer Aniston's character is obviously going through this whole like, you know, awakening. The business wants to throw her out, and maybe she's getting too old, or she's getting right. too like. I relate a lot to like, oh, that pressure is real. You're disposable. You know, one day you're hot, one day they hate you. Pull the poster down. Yeah. And then, um, but Reese's character is definitely a little more my, my probably more closely related to who I am as a person. Well, I just like how Reese talks about how. Like it's it's about caring about the people yeah. and everything like that. And yeah. So it just what you were saying reminded me of that. And also, I mean, what you went through two years ago, and, and you know, if my listeners don't know, you pulled out of working free after working there for almost what a decade. Yeah, more than twelve years. Twelve freaking uh-huh. years. Mm-hmm. You pulled out because Jason Kennedy was making what, twice as much, more than twice yeah, as much, a little as bit you. more than double the yeah. wage gap. Is real. <laughs> Damn. And that was right when the Time's Up movement started happening, but a little before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. It was a little bit before. That's insane. Do you think things would have been different if, like, it was just a little bit after? Mm. You mean if when <laughs> if I left- what happened to you would have been a little bit after? Like, do you think that the timing, like, was poor timing because you kind of got the shit end of the stick. Oh, right. So if Time's Up was already a thing, they would have been like forced to pay me or something? Yes. I don't know. That's a good question because I've never really thought about it like that. You know, the part of it that was um, the Me Too movement had happened before the Time's Up movement, right? right? So I was covering that every single day and I was reporting on all these really brave, bold women who were like speaking out for the first time. They were speaking to power. I was so inspired by them that even though I was, you know, one of the first at that time, pre-times up to come out and speak about the the inequality in pay and the pay disparity I was experiencing personally, um, I I was moved by them and that's kind of what what propelled me to share my truth. Um, you know, listen, had that happened, had I left three years ago, even prior to when I did, right. people might not have cared or noticed. I mean, I think the thing that worked in my favor and that speaks to what a real issue it is, is that people did notice because it happens to so many women. So it just kind of got this conversation started. I didn't expect that at all. But the fact that it did made my departure feel like it had some meaning and it was useful. It was more than just this is a fair and this is a principle and I'm going to walk. It was like, wow, maybe now I can do some good and be a voice and, and use my platform to help other girls and women who are suffering from the same thing. How hard was that? I mean, you were there for 12 years. Yeah. Was it like, was there like moment where you were just like, I'm scared I'm making the wrong decision? Or were you just like, no, full force, this is what I want. It's, it's been enough time. That's it. Yeah. It was a, it was kind of like a roller coaster of feelings. So at first when I learned about the disparity, I was angry. How did you learn about uh that? Yeah. a, A female executive actually brought it to my attention. And I think the reason she did, and the reason that the decision was 
easier for me than maybe it could have been. It was because I was doing two shows at the time. Remember Daily Pop? Yeah. I was the original host on that show. And so I was doing double the work. And my my contract was coming up. And it was like the end of a three-year deal or something. And she knew I was going to be negotiating soon. I think, you know, I was coming in four hours earlier every day. I, I suddenly inherited double the work, but I wasn't making double the pay. So you were doing two shows. And if you would have been doing just one, you would have made the same amount? Still. Stop. Yeah. That's kind of a news thing. It's an interesting industry. It's kind of like a blanket thing that the the networks can get you for. It's like, okay, you are ours. You work in news. Therefore, in most people's contracts, it's like, we kind of own you. We can put you on five shows. We can put you on one show. Oh, my gosh. But that's that's the rate you're going to get. So I knew that. I'd worked in the business long enough, but my team was saying – you're doing so great. You're on air a lot. Obviously, you're valuable to them or they wouldn't keep putting you on shows. Your your contract's coming up. We'll just hang tight. And when, when it's time to negotiate, we'll ask for what we know you're worth. And that was really actually coming more from me. I was like, we're going to ask ballpark. We'll wait till those negotiations start. And I, I really felt like they would do the right thing. But I was sadly mistaken. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm still shook over the fact that, like, it doesn't matter how much work or little work you put in, you still get the same salary. That, yeah. That, to me, is wild. Like, what time were you waking up every day? Were you, like, waking up at 3 well, or 3.30? Like, no. I mean, listen, I did that for the first 10 years of my career because I was in local news for 10 years before I even got to E. So that's yeah. another factor of, like, experience. Totally. I actually, it's, it's funny because I always say, oh, Jason and I got to E the same year. So we worked the same amount of time. Like there were so many like comparisons that were very, very equal. But in actuality, I had already, I'm older than him, but I'd been in the business for 10 years, local news in San Francisco and Indiana where I'm from. So I'd had all that, that experience leading up to that moment. Do you know? Yeah. Still waking up early and doing that that whole, sorry, uh, brain fart there. But no, I had done local news and had morning shows where I did get up at three. But the funny thing is I kind of paid my dues in local news. And then I worked some almost 10 years at E. Um, And so I was kind of in this place where, you know, yeah, we had it pretty good. We were on E! News at night. We'd come in 9, 10 o'clock, and then we would do E! News in the afternoon, and then we called a day. Sometimes working red carpets at night, of course, award shows on the weekends and whatnot. But the the new show meant that I had to be in by 7 every single morning. So I was in the building by 7. That's why I was like, wait, I'm working now in my 12th year. By the way, loving that show and loving the job. Wanted to do it. I just wanted to be paid for it. That, right. you know, that's it. You know, I feel like we're, it's almost like, oh, if we love it and we're really good at it, you know, how many, how many people are standing in line behind me that would want to do that job? That's for free? how I feel about yeah. Vanderpump rules. Yeah. There are a million people waiting. And sometimes I want to just be like, can I take a break? Can I just take a break? But I have this mentality that I'm, what you're describing is that I'm really lucky to be in this position. And there are a million people who would pay to do what yeah, I'm doing. Pay to do it, exactly. And that's also part, like, there's something I talk about a lot is, like, yes, people always talk about, like, the power of yes, say yes to everything. And that is so not how, like, I can live. It, like, if I want to remain emotionally and mentally stable, I'm like, fuck that, the power of no. Like, mm, I'm with you. A lot of the times you just have to just say no. You have to pass up on this job or pass up on this situation because it's not right for you, whether it's like healthy or not, or whether it's good for your career. It doesn't – saying no is like a really powerful thing. And that is, I mean, what you You know what I think it is? I think – 
I think some of that has to do with where you are in your career. I mean, I, I, I tell a lot of like super young girls who are just getting into the business or the industry or whatever. It's like, there is a phase in your life when saying yes is a good idea, right? Because even then, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't have your established career saying yes, allows you to have so many experiences that through those experiences, you learn what you don't want to do. I think there's so much to learn, especially in your twenties about, okay, don't want to do that job or, oh, I learned this, you know, but you take that with you, right? At my stage in my career, and you're obviously, look at your success, best-selling author, your TV show, reality show, the list goes on. You're at a point now where no serves you better. Because if you say yes to everything, you're going to feel miserable. You're going to be too, like, stretched in every every way. And it's not always a a fit for your brand. You now know what you are and what you stand for and how that should look. So saying yes would be a terrible idea for you. And same thing for me. I mean, it's funny who taught me no – Speaking of that exact thing, Caitlyn Jenner. I was in London. What? I know. Go figure. <laughs> I was trying I to think. You're my like, what? brain was going, and I was like, who's she going to say? She gonna say? <laughs> no, I, because I think it's so powerful. And this was maybe this had to be like eight or ten years ago when actually Caitlyn was Bruce, and I was with E covering the Summer Olympics in London. And I remember I really got to know him at the time because he was help. He was a correspondent for us. He obviously a former Olympian, uh-huh. and I worked, I kid you not, like 21 days straight, like 10 hour days. And by the way, of course, like I saw the world through working free and I had these amazing experiences. But by the way, also single mom, also two kids, like I was exhausted and I went to London, did have the most amazing experience, but there were no days off. And I remember getting irritable, especially if you're on air and you're like, you're, you're expected to look a certain way and behave a certain way. And energy is so important. And I, uh, I was in an elevator with Bruce in the hotel, and I was like, oh, my God, like, one more assignment, one more assignment. Haven't slept in days. And he's like, you know, there's a lot of power in saying no. And I'm looking at the time at, like, the guy, you know, they were like, and still are, you know, the Kardashians and the Jenner family. And at the top of, like, the power that one has from setting limitations and drawing boundaries and teaching people how to treat you. Like, if you're always the yes girl, by the way, you get taken advantage of. 100%. always saying yes to the nights and the weekends and patty cake. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Look what happened to me. I honestly think that was a, a contributing factor. They didn't think I would walk. They didn't think I would leave because I am I was never a problem. I was never a diva. I was never a right. bitch. I always showed up on time. Oh, this is making my palms sweat. <laughs> I'm like thinking about being in this situation and just like really like calling a company or like or someone out on their shit and being like, no, I will walk. It's like making me sweat. Oh my God. It was. I mean, and back to your original question, how did that make you feel? I mean, I was angry at first and then it was, it was, of course it's stressful. Do you have student loans? Literally almost everyone I've grown up with has student loans. This has been a source of conversation with so many people I know that I don't know why there aren't more ways to help people out. You can refinance them with earnest, okay, to save you money and do a monthly payment. And it only takes two minutes to check your rate online. So earnest is a new way, a website that you can go to, to help refinance your student loans. Super easy. I'm telling you, it really only takes a little while. To start, all you have to do is complete a few questions online, and it only takes two minutes. You get a personalized rate estimate 
all without affecting your credit score. Because I know we're always so concerned with affecting our credit score. Like, I don't even like to, like, go in one of those apps to check it because I'm, like, scared that it's going to be, like, knocked down 10 points. But no, when you go to Earnest, it doesn't affect it at all. If you qualify, Earnest offers customizable loan terms and no fees. You can even combine private and federal loans. So imagine having just one single monthly payment with one low rate so you can rest easy and not feel anxiety. I mean, that's the absolute best. Then you can start worrying about, I don't know, spending your money on shoes. So start saving today and my listeners will get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash Stassi. That's a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash Stassi. Go to earnest.com slash Stassi today. Terms and conditions apply. I would imagine you'd have so many people being like, so then what are you going to do? So then what are you going to do? This Mm -hmm. is probably your Mm -hmm. bread and butter. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? I know. That's, those are scary questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best thing I did, I mean, two things. One, experience really does serve you. I knew in my bones that, you know, my work speaks for itself and I wasn't, you know, I didn't just get cast last year on a whim. Like I had 20 years of experience. Yeah. So I knew I could work in television again and would, and and maybe even this time on my own terms. Maybe it would be a rebirth, right? So I had to look really optimistically about what do I want to do? I love covering celebrities. I love pop culture. But like, who am I? And what do I really, like there was a part of me that's like, you know, I'll make documentaries or I want to change the world. And like, maybe it's that time of my life where I give back. And it's like your Angelina Jolie time of your life. You know, she like, she like hit a point where she's now it's just like a, she's a completely different woman than who she used to be. And we all, there are many versions of ourselves, right? Throughout our careers and our lives and our families and whatnot. So that was in there somewhere. And then I, the best thing I did, and I tell people this all the time because I am very aware that most people can't just quit their job on a Friday because they're or it's unfair or they're being undervalued or they're not getting promoted. I did have a plan and I had a side hustle, which was my blog and was my digital following. And, you know, I, that was actually looked down upon a little bit at E. And I know that I've had like fellow colleagues who also ran into like the executives like, no, you can't tag that brand. And no, you can't do that deal. You know, we were very exclusive on air talent. So the best thing I ever did though was create my blog, create my website, learn from my younger friends mm-hmm. how to grow an audience and the value of where digital life was going. Totally. And so it was because that is now the main source of my bread and butter. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, you're, I mean, that's, I'm not going to say you're lucky. You're not lucky at all because you hustled and did that on your own. I just, I mean, if you didn't have the digital stuff and the blog at that time, it's like, would you have been able to say, say no. And there are so many people, I, cause I mean, my listeners, they're not working in the entertainment industry. Most of them aren't. So it's, it's hard to relate maybe to our conversation, but like, but have a plan. It's, have like, a plan, I like think, Like so is, many people, yes. the people are listening. I mean, how many people, you know, we spend so much time working. We spend so much time away from our friends or our family or our boyfriend or whatever it is. And we're like, we dedicate so much to work. And you think there is a naivete, especially in the early years where you're like, I would do anything for this company and I will, I'll give my all and I'm going to be that person. But we are all disposable and we're all replaceable. Yes. And so <laughs> never, ever just put it all in one basket. That would be my best advice. And always, yeah, have a little, whatever that passion is, nurture that on the side, grow that on the side. You do want options because you don't want to be forced into a corner that you can't escape from. I think that is really good advice for 
every person listening yeah. because I get, you know, questions and comments from my listeners and they're all like, they're all wanting to do something more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's hard to explain or give advice on doing something more when it's, I don't know you personally and I don't know what your individual story is, but I think that that, that is a good broad lesson yeah. to always have something to fall back on and, and have your hands in a few things so that you're not relying on just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the hustle, the it hustle is. of life. It is. So I want to I want to talk a little pop culture with you since okay. you like that. <laughs> I, I like do. how I have a, a woman here who has three Emmys for journalism, but I'm like, let's talk about some Gossip. pop culture. <laughs> okay. I hope I'm even up to date. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I find things out so much later than I used to. You know, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. and I would know everything just because I got my inbox was like, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm a little behind, but I'll do my best. <laughs> well, I'll ask, well, where do you get your news? Are you like Instagram or Daily Mail, TMZ? I wouldn't. E. I'm not. I'm not TMZ. <laughs> I am not E any longer. I hate to say. Um, I, I probably Instagram. I mean, all different accounts. You know, um, I I subscribe to certain accounts on Instagram where I guess I get my news. Twitter sometimes. I don't watch much TV at all. Ew. Anymore. What do you do I'm for so fun? Sorry. I mean, I do binge on Netflix or an Apple, the, these new shows, but I don't have, I'm not like ever surfing. I kind of like if I go to watch a show, I know why I'm going, what I want to see. So like how many times a week are you watching TV? TV or my laptop watching Netflix? Either one. Mm. Same thing to me. Mm. I would say well, still probably four or five times a week. That's kind of my unwind for sure. Same. So like that is like my heart. Like I would rather be on my couch watching TV than go to a spa. Like yeah. that is like my relaxation to just zone out yeah. and focus on something else. Like when I'm getting a massage, I'm still thinking about all yeah. the shit that I have to do. I don't understand <laughs> how anyone relaxes on a massage table. I can't. So, oh girl, I got that down. You do? I do. Oh, Xanax, right? No. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe once upon a time, but no. I'm, I am I am rare in that sense. I got my dad's gene. He's like the most relaxed. Was. Rest in peace, dad. But he was like the most relaxed person. It's really weird. I am very good at massage. I am very good at being still. It's weird. That is a gift. I love being touched. I I I don't. <laughs> realized that my mom always used to say that like when I was a little kid and she still says it now when she wants to like hug me and like cuddle me she's like you are just such a cold German and I'm like mom that's like actually kind of offensive but true but you know what I think people are kind of built the way they're built I have two sons and my oldest son is me to a tease literally until he was 16 he was like will you scratch my back at night before bed I'm like this is really you're not five anymore like I would literally he loves touch he loves to be massaged and my youngest is like, don't touch me. He doesn't want, like, I'm like, do you want me to scratch your back? Can I rub your head? He's like, no, 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 no. It just, like, crawls up his skin. He doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. Same environment, same everything, same parents, but there were nine days. See? Yeah. Some of us just can't yeah. help it. Yeah. We are who we are. And it makes me feel bad sometimes when, like, you know, my loved ones want to get close to me. And I'm just like, no, please, just give me my space. Like, yeah. I just need that space. 
How did we start talking about this? Sorry. Oh, escapism. Es- TV. You're right. Couch time. Netflix you're- and chill. Yes. This was turning into another <laughs> therapy session, I just realized. But like, listen, don't get me wrong. I Obviously, TV is my livelihood, was my livelihood, and will be my livelihood again. And it is my num- making TV. I mean, I'm, I'm back in development. I have a docuseries, an unscripted show that I am praying to the gods gets greenlit very soon. And I That's ju- really exciting. I just shot the pilot recently, and I was like, Oh yeah, this is this is it. You know when you're in the thi- you're in the zone, you're in the flow, you're like this was what I was intended to do with my life. Like I Yeah. It it just makes sense more than anything has ever made sense. Like I love what we're doing. I love conversation and the art of the interview. Obviously, I was a journalist for so many years still am on my own podcast, but I love TV, don't get me wrong. I just don't maybe it's just where I'm at in my life. I'm just a little removed from the pop culture world because I was so well I mean you were drowning so in it forever I totally I understand yeah. that yeah. like that one time I tried to become a fashion blogger I became obsessed <laughs> and then I was like you know what I don't fit in here this mm-hmm. isn't for me mm-hmm. okay if you've ever hosted a holiday get together you know that you gotta clean your freaking house and it's annoying or even if you're not having a holiday get together I mean Having a clean house is just what's up. But I will say, it is the holidays. Family members are always stopping by. Friends are always stopping by. And that gets kind of annoying if you're a little bit of a slob. So let me talk to you about Handy, okay? Because it's an easy and convenient way to book home cleanings on a schedule that works for you. Because... It's an app and website, okay? So all you have to do is go on and book a home cleaning in just 60 seconds. So Handy will match you with a top-rated pro in your area, and you can choose who you want to work with. So you're not just matched with anyone. You have free will. You can even compare profiles and read real customer reviews. You can choose a weekly, a bi-weekly, or monthly plan. Yeah. Handy schedules your recurring bookings to make things easy. Bo used this. I'm really like loyal to my housekeeper. So sorry, that's just my personality. So I'm like, Bo, you need to try out this. And now he uses Handy all the time. Telling you, we just have everything at our fingertips, even being able to have our house cleaned. And for my listener, Handy has a special limited time offer. So get your first three-hour cleaning for only $29. Are you serious? Like when you sign up for a cleaning plan, $29 for a three-hour cleaning. That is what's up. So go to handy.com slash and enter promo code Stassi. That's a three-hour home cleaning for $29 with a cleaning plan at handy.com slash Stassi, promo code Stassi. Terms and conditions apply. Visit Handy's website for more information. Handy, the most reliable name in house cleaning. You have a blog that is very Mm fashion-focused. Have you ever felt like you don't fit in because Fashion Week is actually like hell? Yeah, I have. Yes, of course I have. And and I was also teetering two things because every time I've ever gone to Fashion Week, really, I was covering it. So on the one hand, I've got the mic in my hand and I'm chasing like Kylie Jenner down the runway. (gasps) One soundbite, one soundbite, and I'm getting pushed over by photographers and the, the, the mayhem that is those shows, you know, and you lose all your dignity and you're like, oh my God, am I yeah. really doing this with my life? But then yeah. at the same time, I love fashion. I li- I've learned so much over the years having been on TV every day, like about fashion, about beauty, makeup, hair. That is for sure a hobby that I love to explore. I, was at a, I used to work at a makeup counter when I was like 20. So really? I love all that. Yeah. And I've had access to some of the best makeup artists and hair people. So I've learned so much that I love that side of it also. But I agree with you that Fashion Week, 
It's real stressful. It made me feel bad about myself. Yeah, it does that to people, I think. It really did. And like I like took a really like cold hard look at like what I was doing. I was in my hotel room and I'm like, why am I here? Mm. Like why like what is it that made me want to come do this and just feel very unwelcome? But like why why do I feel the need to break into this group. Were you getting um, kind of encouraged to do so by people? No, I love clothes. Okay. So that was just So me. did you go as a guest to the shows? Yeah. Is that what you were there and for? And I would sit at the shows, mm-hmm. but, you know, everyone was like, oh, but did you go to this show? Oh, oh but did yeah. you get to go do this? And, oh, but you're not wearing that. And it's, it's just very, it just makes you feel like nothing you're doing is enough. You're never going to be chic enough. You're ne- like you're never gonna be thin enough. You're never gonna be high fashion enough. There really isn't anything you can do. Like I imagine the people on the top, Gigi Hadid probably even feels like that. I bet you. No, you're <laughs> right. That culture kind of breeds that. It's it's too bad. I would think it maybe was gonna change because I have covered it long enough that I know that once upon a time it was you know just full on straight up actresses or or supermodels, celebrities or super high fashion gurus at these shows. And then it did transition into more influencers yeah. and, and people who did have blogs and, and whatnot. So I think it like tried to open up and be more inclusive and like relaxed and like these are the people that, that are having such an impact on their audiences. They're more real. They're not, you know, supermodels or yeah. they're not necessarily an A-list actress, but people are buying what they're selling. So I think it like tried to open up, but I still agree with you that the, the climate is just kind of like, it's, it's too much comparison going on. I don't know that anyone yeah. feels good there. I that's my theory. Oh my god, they didn't stop to take your picture, right? Like, exactly. How come nobody didn't take my picture? Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. That stress was just like, okay, cool, not for me. Next time around, skipping it, and I'm gonna go on a vacation like that. How many times have you gone? I feel like four times. And recently, not in the last like year and a half. You're so like, I've don't skipped like that. three. Yeah. The last yeah. three, but it's just. I don't know. Doesn't make me feel good about but myself. But I love that about you. How old are you? Sorry, don't mind me asking. 31. I love that you know that. Like some people would just keep going because they want to be seen or or they might make a how much extra money to tag whatever brand. Like there are opportunities that lie within that. But I love that you like can identify that right away and go, I don't, I feel yucky. So guess what? I'm not going to do this anymore. That's awesome. Thanks. I, honestly, All I don't right. think a lot of people listen to that. <laughs> Because they're maybe too consumed with the pressure or keeping up with or, you know, it's like that FOMO thing where you don't want to be like, oh, well, I was invited, just so you know. I may not have been there, but I was there. You know, it's like all that goes along with the superficial perception of what's happening on social media. So you didn't get caught up in that enough to care enough to actually go. I think that's pretty powerful. I think that it goes along with the power of no and also the fact that um, I've never experienced FOMO. Never. I mean, obviously, there there has to have been times where I'm like, oh, I wish I I could have gone to that or done that. But Jomo, joy of missing out Mm. is really where it's at. I don't know what's happened in the last, like, five years of my life, but I've just really, like, started to understand that I enjoy just being with myself. That, you know well, what I mean? Well, you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. So that's a pretty good place to be. If that's what you love, <laughs> I feel like you won life. I'm a bit of a loner. That's okay. I mean, I love being around my fiance and obviously I love my friends and all of that. But yeah. it's just 
when I hear about like an event or something, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a situation. I have to prepare myself. It's being on. That's that's probably it too. And I don't want to like, do you ever feel like you don't want to disappoint people? I feel like they say don't meet your hero. So I'm like, I don't want anyone to meet me and be like, you know what? She's like really not that interesting. She like actually is kind of boring. And then what if I'm just having an off day or I'm tired? Well, by the way, that's okay too. I mean, so what if they think that about you? Good point. What's going to happen? The world's not going to end. Excellent point. But I will admit, I do care. I don't want to let that person down and I don't want them to go and just say she wasn't that interesting and she was boring. I is do that care. your fear is being judged as boring? Is that Would that be the worst assessment someone could give you? Stasi's boring? Yeah. Ooh. I think so. I'm psychoanalyzing I now. think so. <laughs> Because it, go, I think the opposite of un, of interesting. Because at least I don't. I'm not the most fun. I'll say this. I'm not like life of the party. No one's gonna call me to like for fun. <laughs> you know, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the funniest. I'm not like. But I would like to at least be interesting. And so if someone met me and they're like, doll, <laughs> really lame. I feel that like would that's be, almost impossible. That, you're the furthest thing from dull. So I don't think even on your worst day, you're, that's going to be a problem for you. Listen, day one of my period, I'm dull. Dull? Okay. <laughs> I am dull. Dull pain. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> um, who is your – okay, going back to fashion, who do you look up to the most in fashion? Mm, gosh. Well, I just have been watching, speaking of things we watch, I I just joined the Masterclass uh, video series on Instagram, you know about these, where these people in the different realms of, of different industries, the experts at the very top are now giving masterclasses, including Natalie Portman in acting and Anna Wintour in fashion. And you can watch them, you pay like eh, 10, 20 bucks, I can't remember how much I paid, and then you can basically have access to these elite people at the top of their game and learn from them. And so I just downloaded Anna Wintour's, wow. which was fascinating because here are my weaknesses. I, as much as I, you know, I have my own production company, I have this website, you know, I have, you know, a blog and I, I dabble in this world. And of course, TV is my, you know, true passion. I'm trying to get this new show off the ground. And my podcast has been wonderful over the last three months since I launched it. But I'm not the best or most organized leader. And I I have a company and I have people, I have interns and I have an employee and I'm trying to like, I'm pretty, because I'm a creative, I think at the core, I, 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 I get lost in the details. I'm not as efficient as I'd like to be. So I watched right. this Anna Wintour masterclass because obviously she has a reputation of being Anna Wintour, but I learned a lot from that and just how she, you know, she's like just no nonsense in the way that she gets shit done. And I'm like, I I suffer from being too nice. I know that I do. Do you know how many people in my life that I would like to fire right now that I have worked? I'm talking agents. I'm talking. I'm really? Talking, That's a horrible feeling. I know. That but I am like, I just stick sucks. it out because I'm like, well, it's not a great time to fire somebody. And then I'm going to have more stress. And then it Give haunts me, a list. me. It haunts me. And I'll then do I'm it. Like, I'll do really? it for you. Just list Are them. Are you good at that? <laughs> um, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I just, it's necessary. Oh, it's man. just an, it's an, like no one likes to do it. Yeah. No one wants to do it. But it's so, I think I'm selfish enough to where it's like mm. I care about how I feel over like 
the other person because I have to as it should be you know yeah I I don't know if again that's my Midwest upbringing and like the like like the religious way I'm not religious but like I was kind of born that way like I'm just I'm a little too soft and which is ironic considering what I did with my job that tells you just how pissed I was and how wrong it was going on in my work for me to take that leap and do what I did publicly was even bigger than you would imagine because I'm typically I'm pretty like soft like I always see the good in people to a fault and like yeah, I have, I have, I, I might be cleaning a lot of house soon. Let's I'm trying. Follow I'm trying in the steps better. of Ugh. Anna Wintour. Right? Rewatch that. I'm gonna go straight home and watch that I'm, video. I'm losing my patience with people. Like, I'd be on time. Like, just do what you say you're gonna do and actually mean it. Let it out, cat. <laughs> just let it out. Let it out. Yeah. So Anna Wintour. Anna is Wintour. Who, but as far as fashion, fashion, like getting dressed, like who do I love? Um, who do I love? Who? I was talking with someone a couple of days ago about Sienna Miller still being like a, a fashion she is. icon. She's so original and cool did, and effortless. Did we think she'd be around still? I mean, when she was just Jude Law's girlfriend and then fiance, I think no one really thought that she would still be around. And I'm like, she's kicking. Yeah. She's doing she's it. She's so cool without like being in your face, you know? I like her style a lot. Okay, you guys, I have a really new fun app. Okay, I know y'all know that Bo and I are already engaged because it's all I freaking talk about, but now I'm turning my attention to helping my friends find their people too. So there is this new dating app called Ship, okay? And it lets you actually swipe for your friends. So like, I get to help my single friends find someone. Think about it. When you're on your dating app, you always want to text your friends and like screenshot things and ask for advice. It's more fun to like swipe on your dating profile when you're with your friends. With SHIP, you can actually have your friends log on and do it and help you too. So what you do if you're single, you invite a group of friends to join your crew on this app so they can help you find matches. And the best part is that you can even have like a group chat with your friends in the app. So if you don't know like what to say to someone or like how to respond to a message, they can actually start helping you by like writing into this group chat. It's highly entertaining. I very much recommend it, okay? Finding a date is more fun if you do it with your friends. We all know know this. So download SHIP, the dating app that lets you swipe with friends. That's SHIP. Search for SHIP Dating in the App Store and start swiping today. Also, let me just add, if you do, if you're already in a relationship, you don't actually have to make a profile to swipe for your friends. So there won't be any shady business. That's SHIP, okay? Search for it. Well, before I have you go, I would like to ask you a few basic bitch questions. I would love it. Okay. What's your cocktail of choice? Spicy, skinny margarita on the rocks, no salt. That's in my top three. Does that mean I'm extra basic? Yes, because I am. <laughs> that is in one of your top three drinks? Honestly, it is one of my top three drinks, but I don't think it's basic. Okay, I don't I don't. Either. I mean, I love being basic, but like basic to me is like a vodka soda. I agree. You know, yeah. it's like, of course, well, of course, you're like, skinny, whatever. Of course. Yeah, yes. I'm with you. Okay. So samesies, love that. How do you feel about ranch dressing and hot sauce? Which is your fave? Ranch before hot sauce. I only like spicy drinks. I don't like spicy food. And I do love ranch dressing. I typically dip my pizza in ranch dressing and or fries. That makes me, again, so basic. Yeah, so basic. <laughs> I love it. Your favorite TV show? I 
really, when I say I love, like love Succession on HBO. I haven't seen that. So, so I'm going to go with not basic. I'm, I want you to see this. And it's really twisted and dark and clever and funny. I have a slight crush on the guy who plays Kendall, who's he's an actor by the name of Jeremy Scott, who I have not met, who many people don't know, but he's so troubled and tortured. I always like really tortured men. I want to like go save them. I don't know. But the show is amazing. Okay. Watch this show. It's it actually was nominated for Anime. I don't think it won. Maybe it did. She, she's nodding. She's like, yeah. It was. Uh yeah. It's 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 magnificent. Okay. Succession. Do you do you listen, watch, read about true crime? Are you one of those true crime murder doc people? Yeah. Basic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who is your favorite pop star? Ooh, who is my favorite pop star? I don't even know who you categorize as pop anymore. I mean, is Casey Musgraves pop right now? I think so. Less country, more pop, because I have had been listening to her album on repeat. I'm trying to get her on my podcast right now, so if you have any connects. Casey? Hook a girl up. Casey, if you're listening, totally. Um, I think that counts, and I don't think that's basic, actually. Because no, right? like, I feel like Beyonce would be my favorite pop star, and like, obs. I mean, I feel obs, like that's everyone's favorite pop everyone. star. Yeah. yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about Meghan Markle? Mm. I'm going to give her an eight. I hate to judge women. I'm not judging her. Totally. But how I feel about her. I Here's my – and listen, I don't – again, you probably know so much more about her and are more connected to, like, the happenings on her. I feel a little like – like what she's giving us is, is slightly rehearsed and calculated. And I just want to like break through that a little bit. But doesn't she have to be rehearsed and calculated? Even before. Before she got the job of his wife, before they got married, okay. before she was there. I just, when watching her in interviews, it was like she was auditioning for the job of princess or something. Okay. And, but maybe I'm just envious that she's so formally poised and perfected. I don't know. See, I don't know. I'm a Markle addict. You are. Oops, I should have done my research. No, because I, I, no, no, no one ever really like says anything to me because they know that. So I, I <laughs> like Why do you hearing, like her so much? I think I just love her success story. Mm -hmm. It's just, she was a deal or no deal girl. And it kind of just shows oh, people that like you really can kind of do anything you want to do. There are no limits. Well, I'll give you that because just back to what I said, like I think her, she knew what she wanted and boy, did she get there. Whether or not it was authentic or like, you know what I mean? Like she yeah. had her eyes on the prize and boy, she certainly got there, didn't she? God, it's like- She it, is living the fairy tale. She legitimately is. Like mm -hmm. in my baby book, it says, my mom's dream for me was to marry Prince William. Like, cool mom, wait, like women, like <laughs> where, way to like want to raise like a strong woman. She wants me to be someone's wife, but like didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> didn't realize that that was something that like was on the table for mm, everyone. Right. So that's why I think you I have just your own really, prince now. I do. Mm. Yes. I love my fiance. It's just a, I mean, I could be a princess. You know what I mean? Bo would understand. Bo would understand. Um, okay. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? <sighs> the phone. I check my phone. But what exactly on your phone? Mm, text first, Instagram second. Okay. Daily Mail is my first before I even like no. check like people's texts. Really? Yeah, I like have to know. <sighs> Maybe you should be up for the new E News job in New York. Are you? I don't know. Would Bravo let me do it? Yeah, they're all <laughs> owned by NBC Universal. This is true. This is true. I think Same I curse. I think I curse too much. Mm. 
I feel like that would be an issue. Like cursing's in right now. I think like you're. It's more forgiven now than it used to be. Good to know. It's cable. Who do I need to contact over at E? <laughs> well, <laughs> I will support you in getting that job, but I definitely want to be a part of your negotiations. One hundred percent. If anyone's gonna, look, if Meghan Markle can become a princess, I could work for E. Yeah, so there's yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want, I would love that eventually. Stop having to just air my dirty laundry twenty four seven. I feel like I could use a break. Yeah, I feel like you I could, could just use... air everybody else's dirty laundry. That is the goal. <laughs> That is somebody who has it figured out. Yeah. So also before I leave, I wanted to talk about your podcast and just shout it out. So your podcast is called Naked with Kat Sadler. Mm-hmm. And you do it from your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And every guest has to take some – this sounds creepy in the beginning, but it's not. <laughs> take something off, yeah. but it could be – Anything. Anything. Like, and the idea was because it's kind of like the complete opposite of what I did all those years with the just quick stuff on the red carpet that was slightly superficial and everything. There are deep, long format interviews where I would just want, you know, it goes back to saying what we we're saying, like everything uh, on Instagram is so manicured and so perfected and so calculated. I just want like, I want to give women the permission to come into my bedroom, take a little something off, get vulnerable, kick off your shoes, permission to be exactly who you are, and then just share all over the place. I mean, we're pretty much throwing up all over the place about real issues. Like I've had people talk about, you know, toxic relationships or sexual assault as children or, you know, alcoholism or just, it's not meant to be heavy and depressing. It's meant to be like, we're all a lot more alike than we are different. Absolutely. And how how I've gone through this and how I came out the other side and maybe you can do this too. It's so it's a it's a little naked community that we have and my dog's in the room sometimes and it's it's fun. My only regret is like I was like this is a great idea because it feels so intimate and people are getting so vulnerable but it's like a lot of house cleaning before I have I people over. I was just about to uh, I was just about to ask you it's that. Cuz a lot of the times I'd use just my home to do my podcast and I'm like fuck that. I have to clean every time and my dogs bark the whole entire time like if they hear anything and I'm like oh my god your bedroom having to keep that clean I don't know how long I can keep it up because I have my boyfriend moved in three months ago I have two teenage boys we have three huge dogs one cat you know and between gardeners and house like it's just it's so much to manage that it's just almost too much stress but I love what we're doing so I don't know maybe we'll just I'll just have to keep vacuuming (laughs) well, <laughs> keep it going. I love it. And thank congratulations you. on everything. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to oh my gosh. come and do this. My I really pleasure. This is fun it. and you're very good at this. Thank you. Yeah, I, you probably already know that. But I, I do a lot of these and I've obviously done a lot of like interviews over the years, but not everybody is so good at it. So keep it up. Well, people keep telling me that. I don't know what's going on. But well, you're just you. being you. It's so refreshing. Thank you. And you actually did your research. Love it. I appreciate you. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome. You have to come get naked with me so we can figure out why you don't like to be touched. <laughs> okay, I'd love to. I'll take off my bra because it's the most uncomfortable part of thing that I have to wear. Ugh, I'll just make sure I'm in you. an oversized sweatshirt and just take it off because it's, it's the first thing I do at home. Yep. And it's like, I can't have, I can't just like be truly who I am when I'm wearing a bra. <gasps> it's hard. Well, you can take your shirt and your bra off at my house. There you it's go. It's been done. <laughs> thank, right, you. thank you. Bye. 